Welcome to Audio Gyan with Kedar Nimkar, a podcast that documents insightful conversations with Indian designers, artists, musicians, writers, thinkers, and creatives of all types. Catch us on iTunes or visit audiogyan.com for more Gyan sessions. Here's your host, Kedar Nimkar. Today, I have Nilofar Suleiman with us on Audio Gyan. Nilofar started her artistic career as a cartographer and miniature artist. collecting and recreating columbusesque old maps creating rivers and mountains in the delicate ink spelled detail her work inspired by indian typography and street graphics is a coalition of styles that have taken indian graphic culture onto the contemporary platform nilofer's paintings are witty and colorful illustrations of india offering vibrant vantage points and comical observations about the city and today we are here to explore more and some nuances of her drawing with her so thank you nilofer for giving us your time and it's a real real honor to have you on audio gan uh thanks a lot kedar it's great being here yeah yeah uh so uh, as i mentioned to you uh, we'll be speaking about nuances of drawing uh, and trying to understand your process as well Uh, so the first thing which I want to ask you is uh, your work, which I have seen at least, uh, has a very distinct style identity to it. Uh, I mean, it has a lot of Indian element also. So can you tell us what was your process to land in this form of style? Uh, so I grew up in a small town. In uh, I grew up in Indore, mm-hmm. and I grew up uh, uh, watching billboards which were hand painted and film posters which were back then hand painted. Mm-hmm. and uh, the shops had beautiful sign boards with the uh, lotuses and peacocks and snakes and indian gods and goddesses and uh, i grew up looking at ravi varma's uh, works okay and it was wonderful for me and i could identify with that a lot mm-hmm. and uh, uh, later on i did my masters in psychology oh. and uh, much later i did my uh, i did my diploma in fine art and uh, when i started 22 years ago i uh, studied miniatures indian and western and then i got into map making and cartography mm-hmm. uh and i tried the styles of various renaissance artists and i tried to copy all of them and i tried to copy ravi varma and i you know whom i greatly admire even now mm-hmm. and then i also tried my hand at abstract so it was like you know 8 years of 8 uh, to 10 years of miniatures and cartography and then maybe 4 years of uh abstract and uh, somehow cubism is a very western concept and i could not relate to it mm-hmm. and my training was in indian miniatures so i wanted to do work which involved a lot of details mm-hmm. and uh, i genuinely believe that god lies in details and i like to uh, basically mull over things and do them slowly and with a lot of love and affection mm-hmm. and uh, it reflects in my work and uh, the the thing is that i saw the indian color palette and the indian uh, motifs and iconography and typography which i thought was uh, very beautiful and something i could relate to okay okay and i could bring my details into it mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. Uh, but can you tell me what could you relate to i mean any particular instance any particular dominant characteristic yeah for instance we grew up uh, you know in in front of a theater maratha mandir in bombay and uh, uh, we saw these lovely billboards and signboards and film stars coming and red carpets and people coming in and parkies are running for so many years and shagird running for many years 
And I remember sitting on the aisle, uh, you know, the usher would let us in and my brother and I would just sit there and watch these movies over and over again. Mm-hmm. And uh, somehow that left uh, a very uh, strong mark on my uh, psyche. And okay. I wanted to bring that, I wanted to bring real India to people rather than make it very esoteric and something that you can't relate to. Mm-hmm. And I wanted it to be something that everybody can relate to mm-hmm. and like a slice of daily life. Hmm. But what made you realize that this is the style you would like to explore more on or evolve further? Uh, the reason was that I can't do something, I can't do the same thing again. Mm-hmm. I find it very, uh, I feel very lethargic to repeat and to be repetitive. So I like to try something new every time. Mm-hmm. And this gives me an opportunity, you know, I can come up with a new narrative. I can uh, have different characters telling different stories. And it challenges me more when I bring in new elements. Mm -hmm. So with this, I could bring in streets from Bombay, streets from Chennai, streets from Delhi, and Chor Bazaar, and Chandni Chowk, and all of that. Mm -hmm. And uh, that made it very interesting for me. Mm -hmm. I mean, in that case, India would be the most fertile land to be in, right? It is, absolutely. Like, I think Madura is beautiful, and all the places in the south are lovely. And I started uh, with the Hali series. So I did a whole lot of paintings on Bangalore. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I did some paintings on Bombay. So I did Chor Bazaar and the Parsi cafes, Irani cafes and streets of Bombay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, then I did one show in Delhi, okay. which was like streets of Delhi. Mm-hmm. So there were uh, generally I take inspiration from what I see around me when I travel. And there are a lot of photographs that are taken over a period of time, which are, you know, uh, very helpful. Mm-hmm. But can you tell us, like, what could be the process or, like, possible ways of discovering one style? I mean, I, I understand that there can't be one or two thumb rule kind of a thing, but uh, any guidelines? Uh, from, what, from what I've taught in many schools so far, I've been teaching for the last 22 years. Mm-hmm. And what I've realized is that uh, you need to be technically great, but creativity comes where technique ends. So, yeah, so you need to be technically uh, savvy and you need to try different uh, media and different styles Mm -hmm. uh, until you come upon something that is your own. And over a period of doing, uh, I'm not saying to repeat anything, but you can, you know, there is so much to explore and so much to see and so many colors to look at and so much, uh, so many different styles to understand. And uh, I find the life history of you know, very many artists also uh, very inspira- inspiring. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think for a child, if they need to uh, come up with their own style, they need to learn for many years. And they need to be, uh, uh, I think they need to be very free in their thinking. Mm-hmm. And which children are, children are like wild horses. Mm-hmm. And you need not tame them. So if you just let them be, they come up with great ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Uh, this has been my one of the favorite questions. Like, what comes first? I mean, skill or technique? Uh, uh, and as you mentioned, creativity comes after you have mastered the technique, right? So, uh, in this case, how can one s- narrow down on the technique itself before exploring anything? Uh, so, the technique is given. Technique is, uh, you know, already there. I mean, there are several techniques that you can, and different pedagogies that you can uh, work out uh, with children. But uh, I think creativity is something which is there in every child Mm -hmm. and it need not be only in visual arts. It could be in performing arts. So there are times when I have actually in schools where I have really tried very hard to teach a child how to draw and paint. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, have felt very frustrated that I haven't been able to do so. And I've seen the same child on the stage performing beautifully and uh, it's very humbling because I realize that people are good at various things. So if you are not good at, uh, you know, uh, visual art, mm -hmm. you could be great at performing art or you could be, good, you know, good at something else. Mm -hmm. So speaking about uh, other uh, disciplines also, uh, I would like to understand, Nilofar, what is your source of inspiration? I mean, how can one improve his or her own sensibilities as an artist, as a performer, or uh, as a painter itself. Yeah, is the iconography that I see around me, is the life that I see around me, people that I see around me. So a lot of people that I have drawn as characters and in caricature style in my own paintings mm -hmm. have been people that I have known. Uh, for instance, Cinema, the first uh, uh, protagonist in my work, mm -hmm. was uh, a Kannada teacher uh, in my child's school. Okay. in my son's school and then uh, there is this carpenter who comes regularly even now to our house Jai Ram mm -hmm. and he's one of the characters so it is basically people that I see and people uh, you know sometimes I see a person standing at a bus stop and I feel that there's a lot of character on the face and I love the hairstyle and the way he's standing and I uh, either sketch it immediately or I take a photograph of it and uh, that becomes inspiring for me. Um, or if I'm traveling to, uh, you know, various places like uh, Pondicherry or uh, Fort Kochi or Hampi, mm -hmm. there are so many things on the roadside which I find inspiring. Mm -hmm. You know, like for instance, the way people, you know, early morning people gambling in front of a, a chai shop. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's basically local life. I like people the way they are. And I like to show them the way they are. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, there, while there is a narrative and a story, uh, there is I, I don't want to make it esoteric. Mm -hmm. And I don't want it to be because I feel that there is humor in uh, theater, there is, uh, there, are, there is humor in uh, lyrics, mm -hmm. in songs. But unfortunately, art has become for the elite and the intellectuals. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas art should be for everybody. Okay, okay. It should be something that everybody should be able to look at and laugh and enjoy and mm -hmm. understand. <laughs> but just to dig further into this, uh, when you observe something, uh, you just don't see, you try and uh, connect with it at some point and uh, try and abstract things so that you can depict in a way that it could be uh, related, uh, relatable to the viewer. Right? Yeah, so it is an exaggeration of reality. Mm -hmm. When I draw and paint things, uh, there are a lot of other things which come in from uh, a lot of folk art. So there are things that I see in... Uh, uh, Jain cosmology which are beautiful and uh, Indian miniatures which are beautiful and uh, the Persian miniatures and there are a lot of gods and goddesses which have been drawn by uh, uh, by Ravi Verma and other artists, calendar artists of his times mm -hmm. and uh, I also love drawing cinema posters mm -hmm. and because I feel that uh, God and cinema are the only two hopes that Indians have. <laughs> and we draw, we um, <laughs> yeah, I think we relate to it because they both give us a lot of hope. Mm -hmm. So, I, I I like life as it is. I like living it in my paintings. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Uh, Nilofar, I would like to just go back to the earlier question which I had. Uh, what is the most important aspect when someone is drawing? I mean, is it the medium, the style or the content? Uh, which matters most? The content. content. The content. The idea is the most important. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you're constantly challenging yourself uh, uh, and to be passionately uh, be in it till it is done. Mm -hmm. 
you know, to, to, so I can't do two paintings at a time. I can only one work on one at a time because I need to fall in love and I need to, and that affection has to show. Mm -hmm. So I'm constantly mesmerized by what I'm doing and I'm thinking about it day and night. So it keeps running in my head all the time. Okay. And uh, so, and it's a long process. I take about 45 to 50 days to complete a work. Mm -hmm. Oh, and is this irrespective of the size of the canvas? Uh, I generally do about 45 uh, but four feet by four feet works mm -hmm. because I like to put in details and in a smaller canvas I can't okay, okay. You know, so I feel restricted by a smaller canvas so the minimum uh, which I really enjoy is that size so I feel skill is extremely important because mm -hmm. I, I don't think uh, I have a certain amount of disdain towards uh, lack of skill when uh, and I feel sometimes there could be a long uh, rope that is given to people mm -hmm. and uh, so I feel creativity alone is not enough. I feel you need to be skilled mm -hmm. also. I mean, you need to understand and you also need to have a deep understanding of history and deep understanding of uh, uh, what goes behind it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, for instance, if you're doing a map, you can't just be drawing it technically Correct. without understanding the background of maps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or for instance, if you're doing Indian gods and goddesses, it's always nice to know uh, Hindu mythology. And the stories are beautiful and then it kind of reflects in your work. Mm -hmm. So I feel it is very important and it happens naturally. Mm -hmm. I mean, the more passionate you are about something, the more you read about it. Mm -hmm. And the more you're drawn to it, the more you search. Mm -hmm. But as a painter, uh, I need to know the context. I mean, that's what you're saying. So what happens when this, like the new generation of artists uh, who are depicting gods and goddesses in their own way, what happens there? I mean, do they need to know the history behind it? Uh, that is entirely fine. I think that is to each his own, mm -hmm. you know, so I don't have any, uh, you know, I feel anything that can be done very creatively mm -hmm. and beautifully is worth it. Mm -hmm. It's it's worth living a life so like in that. In that context, do they need to know the history of... That? If somebody is changing it well and good, why not? Mm -hmm. And people have to change it. You have to... Uh, so when I said that my work is an exaggeration of reality, mm -hmm. it is not a billboard as I see it or a shop as I see it. Mm -hmm. Uh, it is a lot of other things that I have seen before or things which are com coming from my own imagination yeah. and uh, it is a story that you weave mm -hmm. and you have characters and you weave a story and you have a, uh, it's an unspoken um, or an unwritten language which is communicated. Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. how you interpret it is entirely up to you. Correct, correct, correct. That's very interesting. Uh, Nilofar, I would like to conclude with one last question which is... Uh, with the new media coming into uh, our lives, uh, there are different ways of showcasing your work and sharing your work in the social community, uh, social circuit. Uh, what could be or what should be the process of being reflective about your own work? Because there are people out there, there are artists out there who just uh, create something and put it up uh, online to to either share or to get feedback or to have critical commentary on their work. So uh, in this case, uh, is the own self-reflection about your work, about uh, the satisfaction about your own work dying oh, down? Sure. So uh, I don't know about others because I definitely respect what others are doing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I can only speak for myself. Mm -hmm. uh, what I have realized is that... Uh, I need to evolve very gradually. I can't just suddenly evolve into a different style or do something completely different. Mm. So my style as I feel now, my colors have changed as I've grown older. My style has changed. 
the details have become more, uh, the colors are more subtle, but it has all happened very gradually. Mm -hmm. And it is not, of course, I love appreciation, but it is, uh, uh, it is just something that I've loved for so many years. Mm -hmm. And uh, it just keeps driving me every morning. So, uh, you know, I work till four every night and I get up early morning and I start my work. And mm -hmm. this is something I've enjoyed. And, you know, something I've, it's, it's been like a magnet in my life. I've always wanted to get back to it mm -hmm. every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but uh, if you have to give some quick uh, thoughts on what could be the process of being reflective about your own work. So for me, I think it is very important to be able to observe. I feel we learn most through observation. Mm -hmm. And the human eye is very sensitive. There are things that registered, uh, they're there in our memory and in our subconscious, which we have seen and not really uh, recorded. Mm -hmm. And it is all there and we need to uh, do a bit of mind mapping and searching and a lot of introspection when we get into, uh, you know, doing something, when we start something. Mm -hmm. uh, also, I feel it is very important to uh, have immense amount of respect for your work, mm -hmm. which I feel, uh, uh, which I feel is the most important thing. I think it's, the, it's love and passion and respect and uh, affection towards what you're doing, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, it, it has to be the most important thing in your life. Mm -hmm. At least for me, it is. Yeah. And it has been. So uh, it, it also doesn't matter whether it, if, uh, it takes 30 days or it takes 50 days or 60 days. I just want to go do something that I fall in love with, something that is difficult to part with. Hmm. But how do you bring that commitment, that sort of a commitment of 40 or 50 days for just one artwork? I mean, it sounds very unreal in today's time at least. Uh, yeah, so I, I also think I belong to a very different generation. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm not used to instant gratification. I'm not good with Photoshop. So I have to do everything by hand. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that definitely takes time. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, uh, for me, this is Saraswati. So this is everything for me. It is the most important thing in my life. So I, there is no question of getting bored of it. I do get tired sometimes, mm -hmm. uh, which is a physical tiredness. Mm -hmm. And that is why I love teaching children because uh, on the weekends when I teach, teach children, I it's kind of a, I get respite from my work. Mm -hmm. And uh, I like hearing new ideas. Mm -hmm. I enjoy being with them. Correct, correct. That's beautiful. Uh, all right, Nilofar. Uh, if uh, we can conclude, uh, let's say like all the audio and listeners for now are your students for next a minute or so, uh, considering all your experience, what could be the few things you would like to conclude with? Yes, I, I think if you uh, really want to get somewhere in life, you need to dig in the same place over and over again. Mm -hmm. So when you dig hard enough, you will draw water one day and you need to, uh, you know, you need to pursue your dreams mm -hmm. and uh, it becomes a reality one day. Mm -hmm. So I quite believe in what Malcolm Gladwell said about in Outliers, about putting in those 10,000 hours of work mm -hmm. and whether it gets you, uh, you know, success or not, it makes you technically an expert and it definitely uh, makes you somebody to reckon with. Mm -hmm. you know, I think it is very important. And also I think it gives you a higher purpose in life. And we all need a higher purpose. We don't want to just lead a mundane life. We don't want to go on doing the things that everybody does. Okay. So we want to create an identity and we want to create, uh, you know, not a name for oneself, but um, a reason to respect oneself. Mm -hmm. That's quite inspirational. Uh, okay, I think uh, this is uh, good. 
and uh, thank you nilafar for giving us your time and it was pleasure talking to you and i hope to have you again on audio gain sometime later thank you thank you so much kedar it was so nice meeting you yeah. thanks a lot and that's it from today's gyan session catch us on itunes savan stitcher or any podcasting app you use do rate us on itunes and follow us on twitter facebook and instagram stay tuned for more gyan on audiogyan.com till then bye hello it's been a great week on the ivm podcast network On this round is on me. Gauri is joined by Shweta Nanda. They talk about the financial independence and how it is to be a woman entrepreneur. On Anish thing, Anish welcomes ultra marathon runner Shivani Gharat. Shivani shares her journey of how she ran her first marathon, the mindset of a runner, and what it actually takes to run a full marathon. On Cock and Bull, Cyrus, Naveen, Akash, and Shreyas talk about the Korean band BTS serving in the military and its repercussions. On Think Fast, Varun and Suchita discuss Wing Greens and their latest acquisitions and about the Indian sexual wellness market. And on Shuni One, Sheila Dutya is joined by Dinika Bhatia, CEO and founder of Nati Gritties. They talk about coming from a business family and Dinika's journey in creating healthy and guilt-free snacking. Once again, don't forget to visit our merch store on ivmpodcast.com. We have some exciting new merch out there for you. Also, do follow us on social media. We are IVM Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And do remember to spread the word about these shows and any other shows you might be listening to. Appreciate them, rate them, and review them wherever you are listening to them. You can also check out all our other shows on YouTube.com/slash/IVMPodcasts. And finally, we would like to thank our sponsors this week: Volvo XC40 Recharge, Bumble, Heads Up for Tails, Kotak Privy League Program, and HDFC Mutual Fund. Thanks, guys. Without you, this would not be possible. Do you often find yourself surrounded by conversations about web3, blockchain, NFTs, DAOs? What are these terms and how do they affect our future on the internet? So many questions, but don't worry, we've got answers to all your questions. Hi, I'm Eklavya Bhattacharya and on our show Future Proofing, we try to decode the impact of these future technologies on various industries with experts and tech enthusiasts. Tune into new episodes coming out every Thursday on the IVM Podcast app and the website, or wherever you get your podcasts from.